This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's go south of the border now and talk about the comments made this morning by Special Counsel Robert Mueller on the job for two years here looking into Russian interference in the last presidential election there. This is a man of few words. He has not said a single word publicly uh, since this whole thing began until today when he gave a 10-minute statement. He announced he's resigning from the Department of Justice because he's out of here. His work is done. He said that the case is officially closed. Now, he summarized his report, which was released earlier. He said his investigation did find evidence of Russian tampering in the election. But then he talked about the one that was top of mind for a lot of people, U.S. President Donald Trump, and why there was no recommendation for any charges against Trump for obstruction of justice. Have a listen to Mueller. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. And we conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. All right, that's uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Let's go south of the border now to Washington. Reggie Ciccini, the Global News Washington Bureau Chief down there. Hi, Reggie. Hello. Thanks for taking time on a busy day. What are your thoughts? What are the highlights, the take, highlight takeaways here for you in this, uh, co- these comments by Mueller today? Well, I mean, when we're talking about the takeaway of these things, there are two very different parts of this report. And the one that everyone is focused on right now is this kind of obstruction talk and how this is going to kind of impact Donald Trump going forward as we head into the election. But, you know, we'd be remiss to not talk about the simple gravity of the uh, first part of this report, which was the uh, Russia interference, which is the reason that uh, Robert Mueller was brought in in the first place was to kind of look at what actually happened leading up to the 2016 election in the days up to and leading afterwards. And it is an important conversation to have that Russia did interfere. They did uh, have evidence of that, and there is evidence that that could be taking place again. So it's one thing to kind of, you know, just kind of talk about it and, and then look past it, but it is an important part. The second part, when we're talking about the actions that uh, that the president is said to have taken to interfere and obstruct with the ongoing investigation is big, and it's going to have political ramifications going forward. There are a number of Democrats that are already starting to cry foul, saying it's time to impeach. And just within the last couple of seconds, House uh, Judiciary Chairman uh, Jerry Nadler, who's holding a a news conference right now uh, was simply asked about the impeachment question and he said all options are on the table so this is going wow. to be a big kind of uh, flame for for uh, for the democrats to kind of uh, turn into this gigantic fire going forward as the republicans try to dance around this okay there's there appeared to be a lot of evidence of potential obstruction of justice in this case reggie but the special counsel making it clear there that 
you can't charge a sitting president. He said that would be unconstitutional and also unfair. Can you expand a bit on his points there? Well, the unconstitutional part is a little bit up in the air right now because at the end of the day, the Supreme Court has never really made a decision on whether or not you can indict a sitting president. What it simply is is longstanding policy inside the Department of Justice, inside an, a, a secondary department called the Office of Legal Counsel. They say that you simply can't go after and charge a sitting president because it would interfere with their day-to-day abilities to effectively govern the country. That said, right. uh, there are a number of things that can be left outside of the criminal justice system, which is what Robert Mueller said, that would punt the football in towards the hands of those elected members on Capitol Hill, which would then take the uh, criminal charging ability away from the Justice Department and into the hands of Congress, which is where we get into these impeachment conversations. So Robert Mueller's hands were effectively tied the moment that he started up this investigation, knowing he wouldn't be able to make some kind of criminal outcome from this, which is why there was so many people crying foul saying Robert Mueller didn't do the job. Okay, speaking to Reggie Ciccini in Washington is the Global News uh, Bureau down there. Reggie, one of the quotes from Mueller jumping out for a lot of people here, and we just heard, we just played the, played the key clip, I think, where he said that if we had confidence that Trump clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. That if he had been absolutely clear and confident that Trump was squeaky clean on this, he would have made that clear in his report, and he didn't do that. Now, how are we supposed to interpret that? If, if he's saying he would have said so if Trump did not commit a crime, do we got to interpret that maybe he, maybe he thinks Trump did commit a crime? I mean, we're trying to put together pieces of a puzzle here, what he says sometimes. Yes, and there's a lot of those pieces that are going to be forever missing because we're not going to hear from Robert Mueller anymore on this report. But basically what he's saying is that the evidence did suggest that there could have been a potential crime, but because he's not able to make any kind of uh, uh, legal argument that would end it with some kind of criminal charge, he has to leave that open-ended. So he had the evidence there. There was potential evidence of it, but he wasn't able to make that, that, uh, that final comment, which is why the attorney general then said, well, this will be my decision then to make a, a judgment that we are are not going to possess or process this any further and that we will say that there was no uh, there was no grounds for any obstruction charge. So you kind of have the Department of Justice saying one thing, who is partisan, uh, the nonpartisan appointed special counsel saying another thing, the president saying a third thing, which is why it leaves it a little more confusing than it actually was when we first saw the report. All right. Where does it go from here now? I think clearly Mueller was saying that his work is done. He's out of here. It now kicks over to Congress, right? And whether they go down the impeachment road. Some people have argued that these reports from Mueller are kind of a road map to impeach Trump. Is that what's next? It is potentially what's next. There is also a possibility that despite the fact that Robert Mueller says he's going to be finished and is going back to civilian life, that he could be subpoenaed by the Judiciary Committee to come and speak. He said that if that happens, he'll only talk about what's already in the report. He'll basically just reiterate it. That's one possibility right now. The second possibility is that that growing chorus of voices in the far left of the Democratic Party say, let's kickstart some impeachment inquiries or impeachment hearings. There are a number of potential candidates uh, running for, or rather candidates for the Democratic uh, presidential nominees that are already saying it's time to open up impeachment hearings. But the big roadblock in all of this is the House Speaker. Nancy Pelosi is trying very hard to uh, keep any of that impeachment talk off the table. She put a statement Mm. out today saying, basically, we need to continue legislating, we need to continue investigating, but she chose to not use the word impeachment because she's trying to say that that could fracture a party, it could do damage 
damage to them going forward as we head into the election next year. And she's really trying to say, look, walk, chew gum at the same time. Do your legislating, do your investigating, make life difficult for Donald Trump, but try to avoid the impeachment word. But it's going to be hard with everybody nipping at her heels. Okay, I don't think they can impeach this guy at the end of the day because you require two thirds of the Senate to uh, confirm an impeachment. And that's just not going to happen when the Republicans have got 51 seats in the Senate. It's, it's just it's just not there. Do you agree? I mean, I don't I don't see how they get Trump on impeachment, but that doesn't mean they couldn't start impeachment proceedings against him. Yeah, that's right. This would fail flat in the Senate. There's just simply yeah. not enough Republicans in the Senate to carry this forward and, and bring it to an ultimate So uh, what, would trial. Be the, what would be the point of doing it then? If, if well, it's basically, not- it could drum up support inside the Democratic base by saying, look, we were able to impeach the president, but we were also able to carry out legislation going forward. We were able to put uh, an immigration uh, bill forward. We were able to put infrastructure bills on the desk of the president. Whether or not he signs them is one thing, but they could say we are able to govern in what our role is, and we're also able to provide a check and balance inside the White House, which is what our mandated and constitutional role is. So if they decide to go down that impeachment path and they're able to put a focus on the electorate and on the president and on their simple day-to-day duties in Washington, that could be what drums up enough support to maybe not get a Democratic president voted, but show Democrats that maybe it's their turn to take over the Senate as well, which could Mm. then pose problems getting kind of majorities on both sides if Donald Trump is elected again. Just lastly, Reggie, I think it was very interesting what you just said there about Nancy Pelosi and how she's trying to kind of tamp down a little bit of this impeachment talk. What, what do you think is in her mind? You think Does she believe that if the Democrats decide to go for impeachment, it could backfire potentially on the Democrats? It could backfire. I mean, look, when all of this happened, when Bill Clinton was was president and impeachment proceedings all started up, a lot of Republicans lost their seats and Democrats made big gains on both sides. So there is a fear that Democratic uh, uh, going after the president uh, with an impeachment hearing could potentially cause them to lose seats going forward is one thing. But uh, Nancy Pelosi is also kind of playing mother hen where she's trying to look out for this kind of new and young and and, and very kind of like socially, uh, socially Democratic uh, wave of Democrats that are brand new. And she's trying to protect them knowing that they're all up for election every two years she kind of wants this more diverse group to stick around and not kind of jump into things too quickly so nancy pelosi she said that she's going to let things play out but she's been around the block a lot of times she's been in congress for a good number of years she knows what she's doing reggie thanks for coming on on a busy day thank you i appreciate it reggie chichini's the global news bureau chief in washington dc with the latest on robert Mueller's comments today